my name is Eddie C, and welcome to my positive podcast. I'll bring you positive stories of people from all walks of life, because everyone has a story to tell. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to MPP, my positive podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Eddie C, and this is episode 20. Today is going to be a very special episode because it is the 20th episode. We're near the end of the year, and I want to, first of all, thank all of you all who have been following us. Of course, the shows haven't been as often as they were in the very beginning. But the one thing I want to do is bring quality to all of you all who support and listen to the podcast. So the shows will continue sporadically, but I promise to bring guests on that you'll all be able to relate to in one way or the other. Speaking of guests, I've got three wonderful guests again for this episode, and we'll be talking about reflection as our main theme. My first guest is someone who used to be uh, a member of a very famous group and still is uh, active today with that band. They're going to have a special anniversary concert coming up soon, and she'll tell you more about that. My second guest is a guy who I actually grew up with as a little kid. Our parents used to sit us all in the basement as children while they partied upstairs. And he's a doctor of philosophy and a passionate piano player. And my third and final guest is someone I'm working with who's a singer-songwriter and a very big Disney fan. So if you're interested in their stories, tune in and stay positive. My name is Eddie C, and you're listening to my positive podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my first guest is a very special friend and colleague of mine for many years. I had the pleasure of playing on some of her records with the group, that vocal group that she's a member of, and and now she's based in Germany near Frankfurt. And uh, I always refer to her as, as Yeti, but please welcome my, my dear friend and colleague for many years, Miss Harriet Wills. Hey, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Great. It's really great to see you. You, you don't seem to age. It's like, <laughs> it's like time stands still with you. It's amazing. Yes, isn't it amazing? Yes, and I'm very grateful and thankful to mommy and daddy yeah. and some healthy food. Right, all oh, fantastic. But really, I mean, it's, it's time just stood still, you know, really. Yeah, yeah. still, huh? uh, fan- yes. Fantastic. Well, listen, I know a lot about you, but my listeners don't. Mm-hmm. And you've been a member of the group Mai Tai for uh, the last 35 years. You got something special coming up that you're going to tell us. We'll, tell, we'll talk more about yes. that later on. But can you tell my listeners a little bit about your roots and your early background? So, well, um, my roots, original, I'm uh, from the Caribbean. Suriname, a country that um, a former colony of uh, the, the Dutch from Holland. Um, but I grew up here in, uh, in the Netherlands, actually in Europe, because I'm kind of a global trotter, you know. <laughs> and one of my favorite countries is Germany. And um, I'm hopping around between Holland, Amsterdam and Germany for ages now. I think for 25 years now. Oh. Yes. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know you were always a traveler because oh, yeah. every time I looked around, I said, well, now she's now in Germany. Oh, okay. But now she's back in Holland. Yeah. You know? so you, but you were born in the Caribbean. Yes, of course. I was born in Suriname, came to Holland with my grandmother because I was raised by my grandmother. Like mm-hmm. uh, our culture in the Caribbean is familiar with that uh, mm-hmm. grandmother's raising their grandchildren. It's not uh, mm-hmm. strange. It's uh, a normal thing. So I came mm-hmm. here. My father was already here in Holland, and uh, I came here with my grandmother, my, the mother of my father. And um, I grew up here in uh, Holland, in Amsterdam. It's been an Amsterdam semester. <laughs> You're okay. A real Amsterdam girl, as we say. Yes. Well, growing up, I mean, how did you get involved in the music? Uh, involved with music? Uh, when I was 10 years old, I got a, what we call, a, 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 okay, a record player, a pickup, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. a pickup. Um, yeah, and then right. I start, yes, and then I start putting on the vinyl on it, you know, right, listening right. to the radio and uh, early television. And um, I started early, I think, um, at school. I was at school, primary school, and then we had... Um, the regular yearly um, uh, Christmas carol play. And right, then right, right. once I told my, my teacher, why don't we, why don't we sing it? Mm-hmm. You know, like a right. musical. And I didn't even right. know that it was uh, the, 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 the familiar with musical. But right, oh, right. Let's, let's do some songs in the play. And okay. because I was in the school choir and then we, so I started and uh, my first thing I did was backing vocals for, I forgot his name, an American singer. I was 13 years old. And after that, mm-hmm. after that I became a, one of the relations in a group called The Free from Rotterdam, a soul group. And that was my first group, uh, let's say, what, what, which came great, big, and start touring, touring in Europe with. I was a band girl in the beginning, singer and backing vocals, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And at a certain point, you got together with this, with a group called Mai Tai, mm-hmm. which had a very big hit. The number of history fall was the one that was kind of like the one that kind of rocked the world. Yes, rocked the and, world, yes. <laughs> and it's been, it was a very popular group, uh, I'll say some 30, 30, 30 plus years ago. And yes. I remember, how did that group get together? Because that was, a, that was a production that you all did in Amsterdam, right? In Amsterdam, yes. Uh, well, I knew Caroline and Mildred actually from the music scene in Amsterdam. I don't know if you are familiar with the Citadel near the Lights Supply, the club. Absolutely, absolutely. Thursday, I remember. Thursday evening, everybody was jamming, and where uh, also international uh, singers uh, come over when they finish their 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 their, their, their right. show, you know, or right. concert. And um, but there was a music scene, and Caroline and Millie, I know for ages, you know, when we grow up. And right. her brother, Frankie Douglas, very famous guitar player. I, I used right. to play with him also play. in right, his right. band. And that's why I know the girls. And then one day I met um, Jochem Fluitsma. Um, he was replacing right. a, guitar a guitar player, player in, a, in a band. And I was singing in that band. Yeah. And then he said, wow, 
And uh, can I have your phone number? Okay, I give him a phone number. And once I, he called me, can you do a, a backing vocals? And then I called Caroline, just came back from Germany, where she was touring with Precious, Precious Wilson. And okay. so we went into the right, studio. Right. And then the, 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 the boys asked us, do you have another girlfriend? And we were near Millie in, in east of Amsterdam. I phoned her. By that time, she mm -hmm. was singing with Daniel Sahuleka. She just came. Right, yes. and, uh, right, because I was yes. I was producing yes, him yes, at yes. that time, and she just came to the studio on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon, and then in minutes, I think, not even long hours, we recorded our first single, "Keep on Dancing," and uh, that's how it right. started. I remember doing some some things in the studio for for Eric and Yoakum at the time because we were all colleagues and also being a session musician, yes. you know yes. how that goes. Mm -hmm. you, they, a lot of times when they needed a percussion player, they called me to come in, and, you know, to come yeah. in and do the stuff. I know we met a lot of times, <laughs> radio shows, lots passed everywhere, all places. Television shows. And, and of course, yes. during that time, you still had some of the guys from American Gypsy, Steve Clisby, and the, the cats. Mm -hmm. That was all. Because you used to get together at Night Flight Studio yes. at the end of the evening. Remember the old? The yes. old we were there all the absolutely. time. Absolutely. Yes. And that and with Millie. I, I tell people sometimes about that period. And that was a, that was actually a studio. It didn't start until like one or two o'clock at night. And we would, we would be there till seven or eight o'clock in the morning, you know, doing recordings and just jamming yes. and having fun. And it was, it was actually the place for all the musicians to meet, especially if you were in, in be, the yeah. Amsterdam area yeah. at that time. Yeah. Yes. It was, it was, yeah. was, those were great times. Those were wonderful times. Great time. Great time. Great, great, great time. So, yes. so tell us a little bit about the number history. I mean, how did that come about? Because of course you had your first, your first songs you did. And then all of a sudden. Yes. We started in 83, uh, 1983, uh, with, with our first single, of course, Keep On Dancing. And then 84, we had uh, songs like Am I Losing You and What Goes On. And then in 85, Erika Jochem came up with this song and um, I started singing it and then we recorded. And actually in Holland, um, it was a top 40 song coming up and we break through to be honest, in right. England, when we when we when we entered the top forty, we came in on sixteen, right, and I then remember. we were in Suriname yeah, by the time on tour. We got a call. Uh, Listen, girls, you need to come back to Europe ASAP because that and that is happening. Mm -hmm. You have an invitation okay. for Top of the Pops. Whoa, top and and we, we yeah we flew we flew back from uh, uh, Suriname. And uh, landed in uh, Schiphol, not even go home, straight to London. And from there on, because everybody thought we were American. Everybody was comparing us with the Pointer Sisters. And then actually in London, we spread the news that we were Dutch girls born in the Caribbean. Right, exactly. That made it more spectacular and interesting, right, right, you know, so... Right. It went up and this song, yeah, conquered the world. Ever, everywhere. Yeah, yes, it made history, yes. Yes, right. all over the world. As you said, all over the world. It, it made history. Yes, it did. History made history. 
So you all were together for a long time with the three of you. And then I know over the years, there's been some changes in the group. Yes, Millie, Millie left uh, early 1990s and we had some changes. And um, there was never a period that we, we didn't mm-hmm. were busy with my tie. We were all the time busy. Caroline and me basically were the front from my tie. And we were changing singers, you know. But um, we had guest singers mm-hmm. and so on. Right. Up till a certain time mm-hmm. that I thought, I need to go and talk to this girl because she's a very uh, 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 talented painter, Mildred. Yes, I even have a painting of her in my home and several artists in Holland as well. Okay. Oh, yes, very, very talented. Wow. I did, that's something I, I didn't know. I didn't know she was a painter. Wow, that's beautiful. Her father was a very famous uh, painter also, and I think she um, okay. inherited from her father that this talent, you know. So I thought okay. she Wonderful. needs to come out again, and uh, I went to her, and I said, listen, I have an idea, and of course, she was a little bit skeptic, but at the end of the day, she said, oh, yes, you, you can't do this without me. And we were so happy. And then from there on, we start organizing this. And um, we have been offered uh, the Paradiso. That's the pop temple in Holland. So we were very honored. Right. That we could do right. the show over there, the 35. Um, Actually, the Paradiso was one of the places that Prince made his big um, big breakthrough for Europe. I know. Can I tell you something? Sure. By the time Prince came in Holland, nobody knew him. It was his first show in Paradiso. And I was singing with a group by that time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And do you know that the group where I was singing with, the band, we played actually the fourth programa from okay. Prince. From he didn't now. allow us to stand on stage downstairs, but we stood upstairs and he was downstairs. This is the first time in my life I saw Prince perform. Nobody knew him right. by that time. But he was in Paradiso, and I was there. All right. Yes. Yeah, well, I said that was yeah. that was sort of like a big breakthrough for him in, as far as Europe was yes. concerned, because yes. it, it took yes. off It took off after that particular point Defin- for him. Definitely. And it was, Definitely. You know, as far as Europe was concerned. Yes. And, and, of course, he Definitely. became one of the musical, one of the musical wonders yes. uh, over yes. the years, you know, and the rest is soul. I adored him, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. I had a chance to meet him years later as well in the eighties, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, was, in Holland. Yeah, it was a well. He's he's now a legend, and and will yes. be for times to come, you know, with the, with his with the music he's made and his yes. legacy that he's left behind, you know. Um, Great so, legacy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know you've got this anniversary. To go back to my time mm-hmm. for a second, you've got an anniversary yes. coming up on the eleventh of December this uh, this yes, year. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be it's the 35 year anniversary of my tie. And that's, all, and, and that's also in Paradiso as well, right? That's in Paradiso, yes. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's, that's, with some guests. Mildred is, of course, our special guest. And, um, Berg Lewis is there. And Frank Buya, because we related with some artists from the 80s. Right. Especially Frank Buya, because mm-hmm. uh, one of Frank's, his, Huge hit, Kronenberg Park. We did the backing vocals. All right. So, and what a, was a huge hit, uh, Kronenberg yeah, yeah. Park. Yeah, it was, a, yeah. Also, so, 
Yeah, yes. through, through the whole Benelux area, yes. he had a great hit with yes. it. Yeah, yes. right. So Frank is one of our guests, uh, Burger Lewis, and we have a special guest, and I can't tell you his name, so everybody's going to know who the special guest is. I won't, say, I won't say a word, so you would... Be, but it's, be, uh, it's, it's a countryman of yours from birth. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Wonderful. He's, he's American. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All and, right. Uh, he is I, there, I guess and my we'll, daughter... All right. Oh, your daughter's my also daughter. I have, right. Aisha, yes, I have a daughter, full in music. Oh, fantastic. Famous. And she is one of our guests as well. Oh, wow. That must be a great show. Yeah, yeah I know you all invited me as well. Unfortunately, I yes. couldn't, can't be there yeah. because of another engagement I have that yes. particular yes. evening as well. But I am making the announcement for your show. Yes. So I won't be there in person, but I will be there to open up your show for you. Yes, we're working <laughs> with your announcement since um, the 80s. You know that. Yeah, we right. never change it because... It's such a beautiful entrance. It's such a beautiful announcement. Thank you really. very much. Thank Great. you very much. And we have been around with it. Wow. Even in India, in Oman, everywhere. Wow. You can name it. Guadeloupe, everywhere. So I, I my voice, my, my voice travels around the world with you as well. So that's that's, that's an honor. Okay, yes, fantastic. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> that's an honor. Wow. You know, outside of your music, you're doing some other work. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I'm a professional nanny taking care of children, little children, zero to four years, and specialized in babies. And tonight I had one little baby as well taken care of. Parents pick her up at nine, yes, at uh, 9.30. And um, mm -hmm. that's what yeah. I'm doing. And it's such a great job and so grateful, you know, to take care of those children. And um, next to that, I'm a very passionate chef, love to cook. I'm busy with my cookbook. I'm busy writing the book, my cookbook. And I have um, developed um, a beauty... Um, the more cosmetic line. Yeah, beauty cosmetic line uh, with my daughter. Experience I made over years. How to look, how to feel inside and express it outside. Okay. That's what I'm doing as well with Aisha. The soon we're going to have that. That's going to actually be a book that you're doing. No, the book is the cookbook and the, and the beauty... Okay. Um, uh, cosmetic, the beauty line, beauty line is yeah, gonna be, beauty products, yes, products, yeah, products. They're gonna come. Mm -hmm. uh, they are actually in the states now for bottling and uh, yes. And is there a special name? Is it gonna have a special name? Well, uh, um, my daughter, um, um, yes, I am Aisha Beauty. I'm doing it together with I am. I'm with my daughter Aisha. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, fantastic. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. And what style of music is your daughter doing? Well, um, she actually is one of the first um, hip hop R&B female singers that was signed by a very famous uh, record company here, Top Notch Universal. And mm -hmm. um, she's doing very well. Yes, she was in the States and uh, she also recorded over there. But then uh, the COVID thing come along and between... So now they are waiting when uh, it's going to be a little bit more relaxed to uh, do the video and release the song. 
Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That that is wonderful. Yeah. At, uh, I speak, be speaking about the you know, we're back which we've been talking a lot about the industry. You know, how do you see the music industry today as compared to the time that you were performing, you know, in the early days with Mai Tai and all? Yeah, well, it, of course, this is different. Um, of course, in every, in, in, in each, each every time you need to work hard, you struggle, you have your ups and downs, still also nowadays. But um, to be honest, I think it was a little bit more relaxed in the old days because old fashioned here. And um, of course, it's easier now because of the internet, you know? Right. But um, when, when if somebody asks me, uh, would, is there something in your life you, you would like to do again or over? I would do the 70s and the 80s. Mm-hmm. And, and especially for the music, because the mm-hmm. music was so good. 70s, 80s, the 80s. The best decade there was in music, man. You know that. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Hey, listen, I I played played yes, on a bunch. You know? of, I played on a bunch of records back in those yes. days. You 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 need you need to work hard in the in the in the music business. Of course, it's changed. It's changed a lot. Huge. You know. Absolutely. You know, if you talk about the let's say the seventies, eighties, and even before. You know, musicians were in the studio. You played with a band. You went in with a rhythm section. You recorded together. And it was the heart and soul. And at that time, it was all about that human feel. And the feel, the soul, the feeling. And nothing was going like, uh, uh, if you had had a false note or something, nobody said, oh, we can leave it because we can stretch it. Well, we, no, no. you need to stretch your vocal cord. You had to sing. You had to sing in order to get the vocals out. There was no, there was no auto pitch happening at that time. And and it it was also a period. Let's be realistic. It was a period where you had a distinct sound as an artist. So if it was a, if it was a particular group or a particular solo artist, you knew it by their sound. And a real, a real idol was somebody who was successful for 10 years or more. It wasn't like a yes. one hit wonder kind of thing. And, yes. and yeah. that time has changed. And uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's some good young talent out there. Like I'm like, like yes. I'm sure your daughter is and all, but the industry has made it so condensed, you know, uh, let's say instead of being fresh orange juice nowadays, it's sort of like, you know, it's called, it's all condensed and it's, and with the social media, Definitely. social media has made it, of course, possible for a lot of artists to be able to do their own thing yeah. and all. Do their but, own thing, yes. but the hard work, the real hard work uh, no, that, that no a lot way, of the no artists way, had to go yeah. back in those days where you really, before you became famous on television, you had to do it. Wow. You had to perform. And then you came on TV if you were good. And exactly. and now it's yeah. with a lot of the shows, it's like you go on the TV shows and then then you get this, this stardom. But then what happens? You have to still prove it live with a real band. Yes. And, and a lot, of yes. course, uh, the, 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 a lot of artists are working, you know, with, a, with tape. 
back in the day, you worked with bands a lot more as well. You know, with bands, yes, of course. And we were working bands, with bands. I know, I know. I can remember all my television shows, the television shows we did in the in the, in, in the UK, uh, in the 60s with, with, with the free, or in Germany, right. or in Poland, or in Italy, because I was touring around all live bands. Right. We were... A fourteen-piece soul band, right, the free. Right. I don't know if you do remember. I remember. I remember. Yes, I do. It was a great soul band, man. Absolutely. Oh wow! Right. And everything in life. Yes. Yeah. Actually, it's a time that a lot of the younger generation don't realize, and they. The crazy thing is. You, you kind of like see it come no. back in some of the, the DJs sampling the old music and trying to create this sort of uh, yeah. uh, sound. And the funny thing is, you know, artists, you got a new generation Sounds that's kind of like it, trying yes. to go back mm-hmm. and bring the pureness back into playing together. Because especially I think, I think you know, we talk about how the whole COVID thing has affected like, people. But I think yeah. it was it's been also a time to give people a chance to rethink how they look at life and get in contact with each other because you, there's nothing like natural communication with each Mm -hmm. other. That's, that's one of the most beautiful things you can have just people talking because back in our day, we, after we finished doing a performance, we went out, we went to another club, we jammed together. And there was, it wasn't like everybody sitting at home Mm -hmm. in their little, home studio with a, with a computer and sitting. No, we got together and we played in a studio together and, and we interacted. Don't forget. Also, we didn't have all those reality and life talented shows. Absolutely. No, man. You had your local talent, talent shows, you know, but those huge television shows, no man. We, we, as you said, we, we were meeting each other in studios, midnight. We were living in the midnight, you know, till the more daylight. And, and we were singing and jamming and playing Absolutely. and making music, right. you know? Right. Wonderful ideas came together because you were interacting with each other at that time. And it's, I, I always say that yes, that's, that's the difference between a home-cooked meal and fast food. And fast food. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and, and this is something and this is something that uh, I try whenever I talk to younger musicians mm-hmm. uh, working with them. I say, listen, let's get back to the core. What's inside? Bring that out. We're playing music together. It's a yes. team. You know, it's not it's it, music is not meant to be perfect. It's no. meant to be emotional, emotional, it, emotional, yeah. emotional. That's it. You know, you can be the greatest singer in the world. Perfectly line it up every phrase. But if you've got the heart and the soul. Absolutely. Yes, you need That's that. It. You need that. You need that. Definitely. You need that. I got I got a couple of more questions for you before we finish. Um you know, of course, our theme for this particular show is reflection. And I would like to know what does reflection not only mean to you, but also for you? It had a lot of impact on me. You know, there are different sections of, of parts of reflections. It could be your life reflecting or um, some experience you had, love you had, you know, and 
uh, also the music you were dealing with reflected on your life, you know. So what I can say is that mm-hmm. I'm a very religious person and I'm daily grateful and thankful with and this gift, you know, and um, that I still do what I like to do with music, with my friends, give me the opportunity to see the world, see the world in its richness, his poorness, in, 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 in his devastating uh, state. And so I can compare it and see how, how does it mm-hmm. reflect it right. uh, 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 when I'm at home. And for instance, when I'm in Kenya and I, I woke up in the morning and see all those little children and grown up walking miles to go to the work or to school. I need to drop on right. my bicycle or the bus or maybe a car to get to my work or school, whatever, you know. I'm so, I, I always say to people, listen, it's because of my job, my work as a singer, I could yeah. travel parts of the world I never would imagine. If you can say how it reflect, that's the kind right. of reflection it, it does to me. It, 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 it reflected my life and still, you know, and I'm very, very grateful for that. I always say to my girls, we are so mm-hmm. blessed. Beautiful. My other question connecting to this, of course, is what would you tell young people today with your experiences, try to see it and reflect on it in the future? Yes, yes. First of all, I tell them, um, please take care of your social life first. Please see that you have a backbone or a back line where you can lean on if things are not going or being like that what you're dreaming of or, you know, because um, you need to take care of that. You need to build the roof upon your head. Yeah, absolutely. And it will happen. We all keep positive. That's what this whole podcast is about. Positive vibes for everybody. And uh, it's always good to have people like you on the show that, that are showing their love and their gratitude to what they've experienced, you know. And uh, I'm I'm very proud to have you on the show and, and honored. And I want to wish you and, and the girls a wonderful performance on the 11th. And uh, like I said, my voice will be there on the presentation for you. And of course, I'll be there with you all in spirit, of course. Um, uh, thank you for inviting me. And um, and let, the, let me share some love and soul um, with you and your listeners. And um, yeah, looking forward to see you soon. Thank you very much. Same for you and a lot of love to you. Stay safe. God bless you. Bye-bye. This is my positive podcast with Eddie C. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome a dear friend of mine. We go way back in the days of Gary, now living in Florida, chair of physical sciences in in Miami. And he's going to tell you more about his stories. But please welcome my second guest of the show, Mr. Dr. Philip E. Patterson. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm looking forward <laughs> to right. it. 
<laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, uh, it's been such a long time since we have spoken with each other, less long seen each other once in a while on Facebook, you know, touching mm-hmm. base. But it's uh, it's great to see you, man. You know, you, you still got that baby face. <laughs> like they say, looks are often deceiving. Yeah. When you look at the numbers, I'm right, I'm right behind you, bro. I know, I know, buddy. I know. Well, listen, we'll, we'll get right into the interview. Um, you know, can you tell my listeners a bit about your roots, your early background? You know, I know a lot of things about you, but my listeners don't. Know. Sure. Well, you know, I'm from Gary, Indiana, which is northwest Indiana, about 30 miles east of Chicago. Um, I grew up, My both my parents retired teachers, just like yours. And that's kind of how we got to be friends, because my parents we're friends with Mr. and Mrs. Kennard. And then you all, there were three kids in your family. There are three kids in my family. We just all had the best time. You and me about the same age. My brother Greg about the same age. Sabrina and my sister about the same age. So we just got along best. Your parents had a big white station wagon. My parents had a big station wagon. <laughs> we would just all hook up and just have fun. In the summertime, we we would barbecue. And your father's birthday is the same day as my mother's birthday, July 19th. So that was always a big time around our house. And, you know, as um, growing up, as you know how it is, children of educators, it is expected that you go to school and you do well in school. And so that was kind of the way it went for me because my parents told me, uh, you don't have a choice. You can choose where you're going to go and what you're going to study. But as far as going to school, that's what we kind of expect you to do. And it was the same with my brother and sister. So that's kind of what we did. Yeah, well, you know, I had the same thing. And only I made an exit via Europe. Okay. And I decided at a certain point just to follow my my dream as a musician. And of course, my parents said, if you want to do it, then you're on your own. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think what our parents did is they expected us to be you know, upright citizens, you know, not living on them for the rest of our lives. Absolutely. To get out and kind of make your own way. So whether that means being a musician, a musician, going to the military, you know, they that's just what they expected of us. Absolutely. And that's what they got out of all six of us. Yeah. You know, to that's right. be yeah. successful in what it is we want to do and following our dreams. I remember in the beginning, you mm-hmm. know, my, my parents were both kind of like, well, what are you going to do over there in Europe? You know, as a musician, I said, I'm going to make a living from it. <laughs> I remember my father said, well, you got yeah, my blessing, yeah. son, but you know, you're on your own. You see, and, and actually that was a, a big push for me to be determined. It's, it's been no looking back since then. And of course, no road in life is the easiest road no. unless you're born with a silver spoon and then you got all the right. problems you got to deal with, you know, and then ultimately you make it work. Absolutely. You make it, you find a way to make it work. You get out there and you work those gigs, you make your money, you pay your bills, and you just keep on living. And enjoying life. Absolutely right. I mean, from when I was in college one time, I, w- I was struggling so through college. I called my parents and said, I'm coming home. I can't do this anymore. I said, I'll get my job back at McDonald's down on Fifth Avenue, and I'll get down right. there and I'll just flip burgers. My mother said, oh, no. She said, she almost said, you a lie. <laughs> you know? She said, you're going to go and you're going to finish school. I said, she said, I don't know how to do it. I'm not an engineer, but you will go through and you will figure out how to do it. And you're going to graduate. That's, 
And ultimately, I did. You've acquired quite a few different degrees over the years. And, um, you know, I mean, you're one of the proud sons of Gary, in fact, you know, and that's 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 always a good thing. And it's always wonderful when somebody from back home is successful at what they're doing. And you're definitely one of those those Gary pride brothers. Folks are very proud of what you've done and what you're still doing. And (laughs) doing this show, I've had a chance to interview quite a few folks from Gary. And so it's actually a quite a success story from our generation coming up. And that's that's a great thing. And especially now knowing that the city mm-hmm. is not what it used to be anymore. How did you end up in Florida? Um, after I graduated from Purdue, I worked with General Motors for five years. Worst job I ever had. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always a car enthusiast and I figured that working <laughs> with GM Ford Chrysler was just my dream job. Man, I got out there right. and it was terrible. <laughs> you know, I was not, I wasn't street savvy, you know, and so I was working trying to supervise people who were street savvy, people who didn't like this young little black college kid with a degree coming in trying to, man, they gave me such a rough time. And when I got a chance to get out of there, I did. We, My wife and I, we had just gotten married, moved to Atlanta. Stayed there. I went through a graduate program, got an MBA. Well, how, how did you guys meet, by the way? Well, we met when I was in college. Okay. Um, I was in the gospel choir at my school. Her sister was in the gospel choir. And, man, her sister was fine. You hear me? She was <laughs> And I used to always, and, and her husband and I were, were very good friends. Okay. And, I mean, I wasn't being inappropriate. I was just, I would just tell the boy, I said, man, your wife is so fine. She got to have a couple of sisters. And he said, she actually does. I said, well, you have to hook a brother up. I said, you have to introduce me to one of them. And they did. And uh, we started dating, and we, we dated for almost five years. And in 1985, we got married. Oh, fantastic, man. Yeah. So we were living, I was living in Michigan, working for General Motors when we got married. We stayed there for another year, and then I decided that working General Motors was not what I wanted. So we moved to Atlanta. I went to graduate school there. And while I was working at graduate school, then I was offered a job as a teaching assistant to teach physics labs, All right. calculus-based right. physics labs. And I said, sure, I can do it. I can figure out how to do it. And I did. And then when I graduated, they offered me a job to as a, uh, a laboratory manager. So I said, my first child was about to be born, couldn't find a job. I said, you bet I'll take that job. And I did. My intent was to, to, to um, stay there just for a few years. 31 years later, I was still there. Okay. You know, wow. 31 years and two children later, I All was right. still, still there. All right, man. Um, and then what happened, I, I became, went into administration at that school. And the um, school, the, the powers that be in Georgia decided to take that small school, Southern Polytechnic State, by 6,500 students and to combine it with Kennesaw State, which was about 21,000. Okay. The school became about, about 32,000 students with the addition of some new students. And my dean told me that you're going back to faculty. I said, no, I ain't. I've been doing this job longer than you've been here. I'm not going back to faculty. Right. So I ultimately began looking for another job and the job opened up here in Florida. So I came, my wife and I moved down here in 2017. And I became chair of the physical sciences department at Miami Dade College. Wow, that's fantastic, man. Yeah, and it's my wife and I say, you know, we should have done this a long time ago <laughs> because <laughs> the weather is great. I mean, it's it's kind of cooled down. It's been in the 70s today, which is kind of cool for South right. Florida. Right. But uh, it's just 
if you once you get past the shock of the cost of living, then it's really a really nice place to stay to live in. Okay, yeah, the cost of living is pretty high there. There's a whole different uh, tax bracket thing or that goes. Man, on. let me tell you, we came down here, and um, the people asked me when I interviewed. Well, you know, you got a job. What you gonna do about a house? I told them what I was gonna spend. They started laughing. They said, "They don't put you to ghetto." I said, "Well, I don't do ghetto, so <laughs> I, we had to figure out what we're gonna spend and where the money's gonna come from." And ultimately, the Lord has worked things out. You know, have, ain't missed no bills, ain't missed no bills. You know, don't have a whole lot of left over at the end of the month, but it's it's worked out fine. You told us a little bit about your achievements, and I know in your leisure time, you got your hobbies. You know, you got your music is one of them, and you know, like you said, you sung in the choir. Uh, back in the day, and are, are you still doing that now? Or, well, you know, um, my wife and I are pretty involved with the church that we go to. Um, and you remember my parents making me take piano lessons back in the day? No, my grandmother and my mother got together and they literally bribed me. My grandmother said, I'll give you five dollars if you start taking piano lessons. And I was about six years old, so five bucks was a lot of money. I said, Okay, I took the five bucks and I started taking lessons. And I took them for about three years and, and really resisted. And then after about a year, I went down to the basement where the piano was. I just started playing the piano. And my mother was like, is that you down there playing the piano? I said, yeah. She said, where'd you learn to do that? I said, I don't know. I just started playing. And she said, you want to take lessons again? I said, yeah. So I went on from about fifth grade on to high to um, when I graduated from high school. And I was actually planning to major in music, maybe like as a concert pianist, till I found out that they don't make a lot of money. <laughs> so I decided nah, I better look at something else. But you still don't make a lot of money even today. Oh, really? <laughs> I can vouch. Yeah, I can vouch yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I still play. Okay. You know, um, I played. You know, when we were in Atlanta, I was playing for the church that we went to. I was one of the uh, kind of occasional musicians. Whenever they needed someone to play, I'd play. Um, but that's really it. It's nothing professional, you know, like you're doing. Uh, I don't think I, I probably don't have a knack to do what you're doing. But, um, you know, well, you know, when I was in high school playing at Roberts Motel, that was just already from off, you know, being little, you know, and then, you know, playing and in, in the mm-hmm. beginning, just basically playing percussion. And then when I got mm-hmm. over here, I started getting more into producing and, you know, started to sing more and, mm-hmm. and writing a lot of songs. And mm-hmm. It just kind of like took off. It's been a, a very uh, profitable yeah. spiritual journey for me. And I'm still, still very happy yeah. to be able to perform. And I mean, it, and even with the Corona times, mm-hmm. you know, I've been lucky to still be able to, you know, make music. Wow. man. And, and, and at the end of the day, you've got that day that you're leaving that moment and, and you make the best of it. Good for you. Good. Yeah, right. You know what? I just, I admire you guys who do that. I admire you all who can write, produce, play music, and then draw a crowd. I just don't know if I got what it takes to do that. I mean, I can sit down to the piano and play it, but does anybody else want to hear it other than me? Well, you know, you don't know until you try. And and, and you start to, I always say, once you get adjusted to the temperature of the water, then you'll, you'll swim like a fish in it, man. You know, you're natural. You're natural, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think maybe once I'll retire, maybe in the next in a few years, maybe I'll have a chance to do some things that I want to do. And that's one of the things, you know, um, I, I had a, a nice piano in Georgia, but it would have cost too much to ship it here. So I just basically donated it. But just yesterday I was out looking at some pianos and I'm thinking I have really got to get myself a piano. 
So in the next couple of years, I hope to get one. All right, man. And when you come over here, we'll definitely hook up and, and jam while you're here, man. I don't, I don't know if I can hang with y'all. <laughs> y'all are professionals. Uh, I'm just a little old, little old country fan. <laughs> oh, man. Tell me, tell me some more about some of your other hobbies that you're doing and nowadays. Um, being involved in the church, I know you're very active there. And at the same time, you you know your family because uh, you're you've got uh, three three kids, right? I have two two daughters. Two 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 daughters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I stay so busy with this job, this hand job. I don't have a lot of time to, to pursue hobbies. Um, I do like to read. I still like cars, just like I always did. I gotta I stay with that. I gotta stay away from car dealerships because if I go up in there, I may come home with one and my wife be upset with me, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, I cause I used to always go to the auto show in Chicago, McCormick Place. I mean, I went there every year. And but I I enjoy cooking. You know, that's one of the one of the hobbies that I've kind of picked up. You know, with Thanksgiving coming up, I'm kind of getting my menu together in my head and like, what are we gonna do Thanksgiving? Because my daughter will be down here with her significant other. Actually, right. both of my daughters and their significant others will be at our house Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. So it's, good. it's up to me. It's up to dad to kind of put this meal together. Because my wife, she's not, she, she, she's a good cook, but she doesn't like to cook. You know, okay. and I like soul food. I like it done the way my mother cooks. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, where you coming from? You know, because I'm, 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 I'm about that as well, because I love to cook too. Mm-hmm. I, you know, so I'm really, this, yeah. uh, we, we, we'd have to switch out some. Some, yeah, some recipes. I'm telling you. That, so that's you know. that's one of my hobbies. You know, I do enjoy music. Um, I read occasionally when I can. I do enjoy cooking and I love playing the piano. I just I can't I gotta get better at it. You know, I gotta I really need to practice and get myself a piano work because I listen to some people play the piano. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about, but I gotta figure out how to do it, you know, figure out those chords because I like playing for the church. But I like to add a little seasoning to it, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. You know, I keep just playing out the book like it is. No, that doesn't work. I got to add a little color to it. Give it a little, a little jazzy flavor. You know, so that, <laughs> that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, with your job, how is it in the time of Corona that we're, that we're living in? I mean, these are weird times we're living in, especially for education, because a lot of, mm-hmm. I know here in, in Europe, a lot of schools closing, young folks getting infected with the, you know, yeah. with the corona. And mm-hmm. you've got like uh, the two camps, the, the vaxxers, the non-vaxxers. Uh, how, how is it over? How is it down there in Florida? Well, you know, the, the vaccine issue has become political. You know, it, it, people don't seem to be using their mind, their brain, because if the data tells you that those who get vaccinated are better off, then you get vaccinated. But you have a lot of people who don't want to do that. You know, and they all, you also tell you that if you are not vaccinated and you go to the hotel, a hospital, there's a good chance you're not coming out. You, they put you on a ventilator. There's a good chance you're not going to make it. People are not listening to that. So we in, the, in academia have had to deal with that. Um, in, in March of uh, 2020, when this thing first became pretty big, all of our professors had to migrate all of their work from teaching in front of a classroom to teaching online, just like you and I are doing now, by teaching online. That was a task because I was teaching a class and I had to do the same thing. So we all had to learn. We, the the um, 
the, the operating system that we're using is Blackboard. So we all had to learn how to use Blackboard, learn how to teach it. We had to get all kind of in, uh, equipment like um, mm -hmm. uh, projectors and whiteboards and stuff installed in all of our classrooms. And we had to deal with that. So now what, we, what we're doing is, in fact, we're getting ready to come out with the summer schedule. And we offer classes that are in class, person to person. And we also right. offer classes that are virtual. So the students okay. will have a choice and the professors will have a choice of how we teach the class. So we've had an enrollment decrease quite a bit, but it seems like it's coming back up as students come back to school is, you know, we had a lot of professors that retired because they just figured I just can't handle all that technology. So it's had its challenges. It's had, it's had its challenges, but we seem to be coming through it. Yeah, because I, I know, I mean, things have changed so much in the world, man, since the day that we were kids. Growing, you know, mm -hmm. growing up, you know, I remember we, we telephone was still with a wire connected to it. You know, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> you know? didn't go too far. Didn't go far, and you couldn't be on there. Yeah. Couldn't be on there long, knowing our parents. You know, I know it. That's right. <laughs> and don't be trying to talk to your girlfriend on the phone because the phone was right in the living room where everybody was. Absolutely. Or, or there was a second phone connected where they can pick up and listen to you. They can listen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Yes, 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 yes. Uh -huh. Wow, man. It's really great to talk to you again. You too, Eddie. I, I um, really appreciate you coming on the show. I still sure. I still have one more question for you, of course, which is okay. the theme of the show that I ask mm -hmm. all my guests. And um, uh, the, that question is, what does your reflection not only mean to you, but for you as well? Um. I got to say that when I look at where I am mm -hmm. in my life, as far as my career, no one could ever have told me in a million years that I would have had a PhD teaching on a college campus. I, I just, that just was not in my plans. My plan was to get a degree in engineering and to work in the car industry. If I, if one didn't work, I was going to find another. And as it, but, but then I remember my father asking me, you know, what do you want to do with your life? Well, your parents and my parents are both teachers. That's really all I knew. Right. So I said, oh, I want to be a teacher. My father said, mm -mm. he said, the kids are getting worse. The pay is not that good. Find something else. So I did. I looked around other things. But as it ultimately ended up, I came back to teaching. Right. And it's something that I really enjoy. I enjoy working with the students. And the subject that I teach is, is it's a challenge to teach, but it's also a challenge for students to learn it. Right. So the, the joy I get is when I'm able to take something very difficult and break it down for the students and they, are, they learn it. And when you see that light bulb come in on their head, then that is kind of what you live for, to see that happening. And they come back and tell me, you know, Dr. Patterson, I took that class three times and I sat down and I did what you told me to do and I passed the class. They could literally come in my office crying because they're so happy they finally got through this class. Oh, that's beautiful, man. And that's kind of what you live for, you know, and that's that's kind of a reflection for me, because you could never, ever have told me I'd have been sitting in this office doing this job. I, I would never have would have believed it. <laughs> but the, the funny thing is, is that when I was in college, you know, all the minority students kind of sat together. We all struggled through physics. But then they ask, you know, you talk together and find out what you're doing. And they ask me, what are you doing? I said, you wouldn't believe it if I told you, <laughs> you know. Right. 
And I tell them I'm teaching physics. They look at me like, you know what? Well, you know, like, you, know, yeah. you know, my dad taught physics as well as biology. You know, I remember yeah. your, your dad taught physics yeah. and biology. Yeah, so uh, I remember. And I remember I had, we had to, we had some of the biggest discussions because I, it was not registering for me. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Our, our parents really set a really good foundation absolutely, for us. All absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm, you know, we had, one thing about Gary is a lot of the, People that were there in Gary, they were they were dedicated to teaching. We had some very good teachers in Gary. Absolutely, you know. And I got to give kudos to those teachers because I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now without first off my parents being on my case, and then having the good teachers and the community of people, which included your parents. Absolutely, yeah. Um, to make sure that we were what we were on the right trail. Yeah, we were we we were actually very fortunate, and especially if you look back to how you know how it was then and how things are now for. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of kids and, you know, today with uh, with all of the modern technology, a lot of kids feel mm-hmm. like, well, I, I got a smartphone, so why should I study that? But we're, we're right. actually creating a certain generation of dumbness when it comes to yeah. when it comes to the basic right. necessities of life. And yeah. this is one of the You're reasons right. why I wanted to you know, why I started doing the show, because I wanted to do something to uh, get away from all the negativity that we've we got going on. And mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. felt that if we get rid of that, we can if I can even just reach a small group of people and that takes off and spreads that that would create a a, a, a bit of a positive energy around there, man. And it's, right. it's wonderful to have folks like you on the show, some other folks from Gary and some of my mm-hmm. other guests are from different countries. And mm-hmm. basically, you know, we're all looking for that 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 inner peace, but also trying to spread an outer peace to people as well. And that's 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 right. important, man. That's, that's right. And it's and, right. and at the end of the day, it's like, well, what did you make out of the day? What did you what, mm-hmm. what did you do that you could, you know, help somebody else in one way or the other, mm-hmm. whether it was mm-hmm. just sending somebody a nice message to say, hey, have a great day or talking to somebody or helping somebody on the street, giving them directions, little things mm-hmm. like that. And and the teaching thing has been in me as well all these years because I mean mm-hmm. I've I've taught at the conservatory you know as a guest really? as a okay, guest teacher you. you know uh, with the mm-hmm. with the band coaching and stuff and you know every day is a is not only a, I always see every day for me as a reflection is not just what I'm um, giving out to people but what I'm receiving from people as well you know and mm-hmm. like today our, our our conversation that we're having now of course it's e- it's evening for me but. <laughs> But the this is this is a, a great reflection to know that hey man we came from a good place you know and that's right and that's absolutely that's right. that's a wonderful thing man absolutely right absolutely right I got so, I got one last little small question for you what what sure. advice would you give the young people today when it comes to reflection um, so I'm a Christian okay I think a lot of there's a lot of prayer in there you got you got to seek you got to seek God that's one thing you got to do. And then you have to figure out what it is you want to do. You can't just chase dollars. Dollar, chasing dollars is not going to work. You may make the money, but more than likely, you're not going to be happy with the career you've chosen if you're just chasing dollars. you got to find something that is satisfying to you and something ultimately Absolutely. that's going to do something to bring good to somebody else, which is, I think, a lot of what, what you're talking about. And when you when you... It's amazing that when you do good for others, that it, it it does something to you. Even if you do something nice for a dog, a dog a dog will 
respond to love. I know the students I have here, many of them come from broken homes. But when I sit down with them and just have a conversation about where are you in your life? What's going on with you? And they realize that I care about them. And I'm not talking about just trying to check off a box, but I'm really trying to do what I can to help them. They respond. And many of them will tell me, Dr. Patterson, I'm going to bring you an A. No, don't bring me an A. Bring yourself an A. You know, I want you to do this for you because when you leave here, go where else you're going to, whatever you're going to do after this, you have to be able to work hard using what I've taught you to do well for yourself. I may not be around. So these students have got to learn. They got to give it their very best. They can't just go into a class and try to learn the class just to pass the test. Mm -hmm. Or they can't go into a class to decide that I'm going to let the teacher spoon feed me the information. They have to go into the idea that I can teach this to myself and I'm going to go in and I'm going to ask questions when I need to. I'm going to give it the very best I have. I think a lot of students that I run into have lost that. They're just trying to get through just so they can get the grade and move on. But you got to do more than that. You got to, you got to have it within yourself to want to learn the material and then move on and then ultimately to do something to help somebody else. I agree with you wholeheartedly on it. Those are, those are some beautiful words as well, man. And it, it has a lot to do with, once again, I said, I think we have a younger generation that's spoiled. <laughs> yes. Because right everything now. is basically laid out for them. Yeah. And uh, their whole world is based in the palm of their hand, mm -hmm. basically almost 24 seven. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I actually, try to look at the positive side of this whole Corona epidemic that we've been going through for the last two years mm -hmm. is that I see it as a, a thing that makes people think about their life. Mm -hmm. What's, what's important, the things around you, the people around you, the people that, you know, that care for you, but also making you aware that other people out there need to be communicated with. We've, we've, mm -hmm. so, and that's a beautiful thing with you doing it with school. I try to do that via my music, uh, whether I'm performing or whether I'm giving a workshop or teaching or even with the podcast, you know, we, mm -hmm. that's part of the message of doing this show, man. And yeah, very proud, yeah. very proud of you, brother. Coming on there, I'm proud of you too. And, and you know, getting out there and helping these young folks, and uh, yeah, very grateful that you. But you, but you know, Eddie, you're to, you're to be commended too. I just like I said, I don't know if I could do what you're doing. I mean, I, I don't think I have it in me to 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 do what you're doing. I, I probably I don't have brains to do it. <laughs> you know, so I just think that you are to be commended as well. You know, you're taking on and you followed your dream and you're doing well with it. So I want to I want to uh, say kudos to you too, brother. Oh well, I appreciate that very much, man. Sure. Mm -hmm. Well, look, I want to thank you for coming on the show and mm -hmm. and sharing your you know part of your story. But I I really appreciate you coming on the show and you know a, a lot of love to you and the family, man. Thank you. This is my positive podcast with Eddie C. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my final guest on this episode is a dear colleague and friend of mine. We're actually working together on a special project called Ebony and Ivory, which we'll talk about a little bit more in, in the show later on. She's an award-winning singer-songwriter and uh, just a great person to get to know. Please welcome my, my third guest, Miss Sabine Tills. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you, Eddie. Nice uh, that you invited me. Oh, I'm glad to have you on the show. It's it's just really we spoke about it for quite some time, but our schedules just didn't work out right to 
to get together. And now finally, yeah. and this is a special show because this the this is going to be the twentieth episode. So it's a uh, it's a very special to have you on here. All Definitely. right. Great. Well, listen, can you tell my listeners a little bit about your roots here and your background and, you know, how you came to be who you are today? Yeah, you know, since I was a little kid, I was always singing. Uh, I was always playing on my mom's guitar, on her organ. So uh, I come from a, a family. My mom, she was into music. She played the piano, the accordion, uh, guitar. She was also a singer in a band. She had one single released when she was young, but then um, okay. before she met my dad, uh, she she had another husband, and he wasn't really into music business, so so she quit. And but but still, she she's singing a lot and and enjoying music. But you know, for me, it was obvious when I was like nine years old. Um, I was a big fan of Madonna. <laughs> And okay. I, I wanted to become a singer. I actually, I wanted to become Madonna, but now I'm happy I didn't. <laughs> um, but I know, prefer USB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really natural to me. Music feels like um, it is who I am, and and I I could not imagine my life without it. So. Uh, I think this is what I, I was born for, you know? So you know, actually your mom was your biggest inspiration musically to get started. Yeah, you, you know, and she always supported me. My whole family did. So that was that was a good thing uh, because when you have dreams and, and your parents, um, they, they are supporting you, that's that's really nice. And, and they still are. So in, in that... Um, yeah, that point of view, I'm, I'm very thankful to my parents because there are other stories and I, I realized I was very lucky to have them. Yeah. Do you ever perform anything with your mom together? Yeah, we did. We did sing a lot of uh, duets of the Everly Brothers. That's where, where I learned to sing in voices. Um, yeah, we, we did a lot of gigs together, actually, when I was a little kid and, and she was singing, we, we were Bye Bye Love and On the Wings of a Nightingale and stuff. Uh, all I have to do is dream, all these things, a lot of yeah. uh, country songs. Um, yeah, yeah. My, my mom uh, was really into this uh, Anne Murray thing. You Needed Me was her favorite uh, at that okay. time. So. Yeah, and it was fun. And sometimes when, when we are together and, and there's some family reunion or so, um, we, we still do it. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's what, that, that's great. That's wonderful that you can still make music together as a family, you know. Basically, you explained how you got started with your music and your songwriting. So I know you do a lot of small projects also together with your husband, Derek, who's going to be on one of my shows as well. Your son is also very musical. I think he's playing drums, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he is. He's playing drums and piano. Well, tell us a little bit more about how that works, because I know your husband is more or less a jazz musician and you're more in the pop R&B-ish and, and the Dutch language uh, music. How does that work with the three different combinations? Yeah, we are uh, we are very different, but but we you know music isn't a universal language. Absolutely. Uh, so so we we understand each other, and I res I do respect all uh, kinds of music, uh, 
There are a lot of artists I write for uh, that do completely different things than I sing. But I think you should respect every kind of music. And uh, my husband really is into the jazz. Um, so I learned a little bit about jazz because of him. And we learn from each other. So we listen uh, to different styles. Um, very wide. My, my musical taste very is wide. very, um, yeah. how do you say it? Very white, yeah, it's very white. So, um, yeah, it, it works. It works out here uh, as well. My, my son is into the, the rock thing more now, and I, I really enjoy when he's playing and he's practicing on his drums. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a very proud mom because you never know, you never can tell if, right, if your kid right. is going to be into music anyway. It's not because Dirk and I are musicians. Um, that our kid is a musician, and and I told him when he when he was uh, choosing for to study music because he's in in high school doing music already. So it's like um, he wants to go to the conservatory okay. after this. Um, but you know, it's a big choice to make when you are fourteen. And yeah, but but he said, no, mom, it's not because of you and dad. I I, I don't know what else I would do with my life. So it's kind of. Uh, repeating he's repeating my story and and Dirk's story because it's in the dna it's in the dna i guess i guess so so <laughs> there must be something <laughs> <laughs> well you know uh, that that's wonderful that you all can make something you know some music together i know i saw on i think it was on facebook you posted something with the three of you all performing something yeah that was in the, in the first lockdown we decided you, you know we had a lot of time uh, and and we were at home sitting here together i thought why not why why not do something together because uh, yeah it, it is very precious uh, when, when you can do that as a family and my son was really enjoying it. Actually, he said, Mom, when you're going on tour with your next full band, I would love to be the drummer. I was kind of surprised. But for him, it might be a really nice opportunity to, to have some experience with, with nice stages, um, great festivals. So for him, it might be like yeah, a dream of an experience sure. because... So I would, I, I hope he, he, he will not uh, change his mind. <laughs> okay. And, and you're also, you're also teaching at home. Uh, you have a, quite a few yeah. young kids that you're teaching. I actually experienced you, you know, I was talking upstairs when we were doing the video clip and uh, you were downstairs at one point working yeah. with uh, some of your students. And these are young girls that are also uh, competing for the television shows. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, how that works for you? Yeah, you know, I'm a vocal coach. I do that in uh, in school uh, in, in Tongeren, but also sometimes at home, uh, like some private classes. Uh, how that works, you know, I think it's it's the the whole package you should look at. It's like the technical issues of, of the voice, how to use the voice, the breathing, but also um, like the pronunciations, uh, the timings. It's and, and the personality. How how you how are you on stage? Uh, so I always put them in front of the mirror and tell them you are your own audience. Because you, you have to be aware what what people are listening to, but also what they are looking at. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. So it's it's 
coaching. I do that as well with some of my students. And then what I've started to also do is to, if they pick a particular song, especially if it's something which is out of an era that they're not re- originally from or that they maybe know, then I, I'd like to give them a little bit of history about the song because a lot mm-hmm. of people will sing a song not knowing the real essence behind the meaning of it. And it's so important when you're performing a song, not that you're trying to copy that person that that made the original, but that you have to put your own body and soul into it and your own interpretation. Definitely. You have to tell the story, you know, and and you have to tell your story and and people, uh, they, they can make their own story, but it has to go to the heart. And um, it has Absolutely. to grab you because you cannot only sing a song. You have to tell the song. That's right. That's, well, that's one of the reasons why we're, we're getting together with our little show. We've yeah. got a lot of stories to tell. I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to uh, when, when, we, when we can get started with the project because I really love singing with you, Eddie. Yeah, I enjoy this. And, I enjoy uh, singing with you as well. That's we right. did this it's... promotion video and people seem to love it. So, uh, yeah, let's let's go for it, buddy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen next year. We'll definitely be uh, on that stage together together with Derek and uh, doing some uh, some actually the people might not know but I was uh, I kn- I've known you for for a couple of years and I was always telling Dirk my husband there someday we should do something together and then I saw you in the voice a program right. and I thought my gosh he is he is good you know and um, thank you then it was your birthday right. and I sent you like the birthday wishes and then you responded uh, we should do something together I thought okay this is my opportunity let's grab it <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right yeah because the first time we met was when I had my I think my fourth album out and uh, I we came actually to you you know to your place to rehearse with because uh, your husband and the Derek and the jazz, went together the jazz club, with, uh, the jazz club yeah. we had a the gig so we were doing that together yeah and that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun that was the first time yeah. we met and then I thought in the back of my head after listening to you sing I said well it would be nice to do something together I like I like the interaction and you've got a rich like you said you've got a rich broad idea about about music and so do I. And so it's, it's, it's a great way to fuse together and, you know, both, both storytellers. So we're able to give the people a a story as well, along with the music, you know, and that's, that's, that's a wonderful thing about it. You know, that's the wonderful thing. Something else I'd like to talk to you about, because this is something which is, I, I always have to laugh whenever we, we get together and that moment comes up. You and your family are Disney nuts. <laughs> yeah, we are Disney nuts. Yeah, we really, we are freaks. Um, well, well, tell, tell I us think about it's that. not yeah. so strange. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it all started, I guess, when my husband and I went for the first time to uh, Disney World Orlando. And um, that's where we decided to have this baby. And uh, so my son was uh, like, uh, we, we made it. We yeah. made him there. I don't know. <laughs> so he was in production in uh, in Orlando. Okay, you did the, the, you did the whole my, Mighty, Mighty yeah. Mouse and uh, Minnie Mouse know. thing together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And... But 
I always had something with Disney is more than just a theme park or just the movies. It has a it has a really nice, beautiful message, uh, and it's it's magic. It's always about being. Uh, the good one, uh, being the strong one. It's it's a beautiful world. It's it's a little bit like I I always I, I sounds naive probably, but I think when the whole world was a little bit more like Disney, there there wouldn't be so many problems anymore. And and that's what you are when you when you come into Disney World. You you become again that little kid that um, is open to dream, that, that's into uh, the magic thing. And life is magic, actually, but we, we don't always see that. Yeah. And that's what I really love about Disney. So it's, it's, not, it's nothing, uh, you know, I love the attractions, of course, but um, the magic is the thing that, that really inspires me every time I get there. And maybe it sounds weird, but when I enter a Disney World and Mickey Mouse is going like this, I, I sometimes start to cry because it is so beautiful, you know? Yeah, that's fantastic. That's that's great. That <laughs> I see you now. Your your practically your emotion is just showing as you talk about it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So we hopefully can get back there uh, at Easter because that's the time when we normally visit Disney World. Mm -hmm. We have this small Disneyland in Paris, which is also very beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know the the world. Yet yeah, Orlando is like the place to be when yeah. you when you are in love with Disney. That's the mothership. I would recommend it to everybody. Well, yeah. as always, you know, with the Super Bowl, that's when the whoever wins the Super Bowl, they always go to Disney World. You know, when they play, I've won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm going to Disney World. You know. <laughs> But that's a stunt. That's Disney. Disney put on this show, and and they got paid for it to say that uh, that phrase. Uh, I'm going to Disney World, you know, and it's legendary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's 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 wonderful. And so, uh, but you go actually every year, right? Yeah. And I remember Dirk saying to me when we when we were there the first time. You know, there's people who visit Disney World every year, and I was like, no, are you kidding? And yeah, when when our son became five years, it started, and we we were going back every year. Uh, sometimes we went to California which is also mm -hmm. very beautiful. It's the original park Walt Disney did uh, open and, and it's the original Walt Disney park because he never got the chance to see Disney World. Um, he died okay. before the opening. Um, but yeah, as I said before, Orlando is the best place to be. It's the, the most magical place on earth, Eddie. You should come with us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I might take you up on an offer. <laughs> Maybe we can do our show over there, you know? Ebony oh, Ivory. yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right. That, that would be great. <laughs> All righty. Well, listen, we're coming near the end of our interview. But, of course, I have the question, which is the theme question, and it's about reflection. And I would like to know what does reflection not only mean to you, but also for you? I think it's really important uh, for me. Reflection is being uh, the person you really are deep down inside. And uh, so I reflect into my music. Uh, my feelings are in there. Um, 
There was a time when I when I lost the little girl. Uh, I was the girl who dared to dream, uh, who who was never afraid, who was brave, who was uh, yeah, having big dreams. And I lost that for a moment. But after that period, um, I it, it became very obvious to me that reflection is really important. So uh, be faithful to yourself and be the person you really are. And I think what you give, uh, you get it back. So it's like uh, the law of attraction or something. But when, when you are good to other people, um, I don't think there's many things that can go wrong so um yeah and and every moment is a new moment so you have the chance to to be that person you want to be and the person you really are every second of the day so it's it's a choice you make and i i also like people who reflect to me and that's something that's really nice when i'm singing with you because uh sometimes without words I think, yeah, he knows what I what I feel or what I mean, and that's the most beautiful thing in life. So uh, let's all reflect positivity and uh, keep Absolutely. the negative feelings on the side. Exactly, ditto, my dear friend. I really, it, it's it's always a pleasure working together, and and it's so cool that you're able to create this synergy that projects out to others, you know, that's, that's so important. Oh, one, one small question that before we go is knowing your idea about reflection to you and for you and what it means for you as well. What would you tell your, for example, your, your students or young people out there listening to this podcast about how they should reflect in life, especially in these difficult times? Um, never lose faith and don't believe what others tell you. So don't um, don't think what are other people thinking about me because that's the that's the mistake I made in my life. And uh, you have to stay to your source to to uh, who you really are. And and when you forget it for a while, maybe you should go back into your childhood and look what were my dreams over there because. Kids, they believe in their dreams. Eh? We go back to the Disney thing. That's that's the, the message Disney also uh, has for us. Um, mm -hmm. And when you when you wish upon us, yeah, star. yeah. But <laughs> it, it is also true, you know. Uh, makes no difference yeah. who you are. <laughs> uh, so yeah, stay faithful to who you are and never stop believing because. Uh, what does not happen today can happen tomorrow and things do change all the time. So keep the faith. All right. Well, on those words, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing some of your story and uh, experiences, you know, with me and my listeners. And uh, I wish you uh, and the family a lot of love and luck in the future and looking forward to our show thank you. being out there and we'll, well, I guess we'll be starting somewhere around the summer to give the first tryouts. And hopefully we'll see some of you all over here in Europe in the theaters. So uh, yeah. looking very much for that. Thank you for the invitation. And um, thank you for listening uh, to your listeners. And thanks for having me in the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, you take care and a lot of love to you, sweetie. 
Bye-bye. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye. This is MPP, and I'm Eddie C. Wow. I hope you enjoyed my three guests and their ideas about reflection. I'd like to give my own personal idea about reflection as well. You know, this is the end of the year. And I always think around this time of year, we all reflect in one way or the other. It's been a very difficult time for practically everyone. One has had more difficult times than the other. A lot of it due to the pandemic we've gone through these last couple of years. But I do believe in positivity and positive energy. So when you reflect the coming time over the holiday season, think about this. Tomorrow is always a chance to make it better than yesterday. And on those words, here's my quote. Reflection. From the time you could realize your surroundings as a child, the influences growing up as you discover adulthood. Richness and development of your senses for different art forms, be it music, food, or fantasy world where your heart can grace the youthfulness inside your soul. Those sometimes small but everyday reflections that life brings your way. Well, that's all for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. But before I go, I'd like to thank my three guests, Harriet Wills, Dr. Philip E. Patterson, and Sabine Tills for coming on and sharing their stories about what reflection means to them. And remember, when you wake up tomorrow and you look in that mirror, see a positive reflection of yourself and your day will be fine. Until next time. You can find me on all platforms like Spotify, Android, and Apple. On Facebook, look for My Positive Podcast. And my website is mypositivepodcast.com. You can also contact me via my website or Facebook. A very special thanks to my technical producer, Iswan. This show is a production by Antwerp Podcast Service. My name is Eddie C., and this was MPP. My Positive Podcast. Tune in next week and stay positive.